Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. This is Nick Pavlidis. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast to help you improve your practice, grow your practice without requiring hours and hours and hours a week. That's right. You can improve your practice. You can grow your practice. You can meet more, better, different clients in just one hour a week. It's all about building your authority, getting you in the right places, looking the right way at the right time. So that way, all of those lucky lawyers who you look at as being in the right place at the right time all the time. You can be one of those people. And how do we do it? Oh, there's so many different ways. And that's the beauty of attorney marketing. There is no one size fits all way to grow your part, your practice. There is no one size fits all practice. So we're going to talk about the rules, the different tactics, techniques, and strategies and mindset to go into it with. And we're going to help you customize that for your practice. Of course, if you want help, you reach out Nick at attorneymarketinginstitute.com or go to the website attorneymarketinginstitute.com and you can check out what we got there. Today's episode, I'm psyched, I'm psyched, I'm psyched about. It is social media for lawyers and law firms. We're going to go through five different things that you need to do on social media to start having social media work for you and not against you. And what I mean by against you is too much time for the benefit that you're getting. And what I mean for you is more benefit than the time you're giving. So I have mastered the ability to get social media marketing down to just maybe 20, 25 minutes a week. And that's not me just poking my head in there once a week. That's constant sharing or not constant, regular sharing and interacting in a way that helps me build my authority, build my connections, and make real relationships in a virtual world. This is one of my favorite trainings to do at law firms or corporations, to go there and teach how to build real relationships in and in the social media world using social media. So there are five things that I want to walk you through exactly so that, so you have exactly what you need to be able to do that. And if you want more in-depth or instructions, some screenshots, videos, tutorials of me doing all of this, we have our flagship course up live with a free trial. So you go up there if you want to check it out. You got free trial. It's not a timed free trial, but you have some modules that you can go through for free at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash social media. That's it. Social media. So attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash social media. Go sign up for your free trial. Just put your name and email address in there and it will unlock the uh, free trial courses. And then if you want to participate in the whole thing, you can either buy an individual license or a group license. And then we have something really cool coming up it might be up there live now and you're, you're more than welcome to, to join in. Uh, in fact, I think it is live now is a membership to our training facility. So what we have is courses like email marketing for lawyers, writing books for lawyers, Facebook 
for lawyers, uh, which is a little more in-depth on some Facebook strategies. Marketing funnels, how to build a funnel. What is that and how to use it to your advantage? Blogging for lawyers, how to use blogging to grow your search engine optimization and your impact, your authority in a way that doesn't pull you away. There's so much that either requires thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month or dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of your time that is not as effective as things you can do in just one hour a week. And I get so frustrated with that, that I met, I met someone the other day and they had a practice, a great practice. And they, um, they had hired a business coach to help them. And I was connecting with the business coach and I, and we were talking about what they're doing for marketing because that's my specialty, right? And they were spending, I think I mentioned it in another episode, thousands of dollars a month to get their website to, on, on some paid Google stuff. So, that's fine. It's a lot of money. It was unnecessary. But, and the problem with that, all the paid stuff, and I'm, I'm the organic guy. We can do the paid stuff, but the organic stuff is where you're going to get your solid foundation. So this is organic social media for lawyers. So you're going to get your solid foundation. What I mean by that is if you stop paying $2,000 a month for this website that lists you number four, so that way when someone searches criminal lawyer Montana, you're their website is the seventh one down and then your profile is the third one down. That's two-step paid search engine marketing, right? Then there's a difference between search engine marketing and search engine optimization. Search engine marketing requires money. Search engine optimization is the organic stuff. That's generally speaking. Obviously, the SEO, the search engine uh, optimization is a form of marketing and vice versa, but that's just the shorthand in the marketing world to refer to those two different categories. So let's walk through some social media for lawyers and law firms, basics 101. You want the real detail and including this really cool, um, some, uh, some Excel sheets that you can use to make it easier that I have that you fill in, you just download it to create your content and a plan at the end that I announce in the free trial. So you can see what's going on in, the, in there, but we'll walk through the five steps to having an effective and efficient social media presence. Number one, it's sort of what we talked about. This is the step one is to understand the landscape that you're working in. You're in so social media. That is so confusing to so many people. And a lot of lawyers just don't want to be on social media. It's just one more thing to do and it distracts them, right? So I want you to look at social media differently. I want you to look at social media as a place connected to how your clients, your influencers, the influencers who you're looking to meet, like journalists and uh, freelance writers, podcasters, things like that, people who influence large audiences, and gatekeepers. Now, gatekeepers are one step beyond the influencer. The gatekeeper are the people who have relationships, working paid relationships or member-based relationships with pools of your ideal clients or pools of influencers or other gatekeepers. So the difference between the influencer, who's the media person, the, um, the podcaster, the journalist and things like that, and the gatekeeper is the gatekeeper is someone who relates with people who are used to paying money for services. So they're either paying money for services or for membership to be a part of a group, or they're paying money for a, a, a CPA services or someone like me even to come in and do their social media marketing and social media optimization and all that stuff. So the problem that a lot of lawyers, law firms have when I go in and audit their accounts is that they're just all over the place. They just, um, they're not really dedicated to connecting with these three very important types of people. 
know your practice, know who you're looking to meet, and then design everything to be phrased in a way that connects with them, to serve those people well, and to position you as an authority to those people. So authority to be hired by your prospects, authority to be quoted and interviewed for the the influencers, and authority to come in and join ventures or referral basis for other gatekeepers or for gatekeepers. So number one, know your purpose with social media. What do you want to do? We could start out with, I want to grow my platform. I want to, I want to uh, grow my client base. I want to, so what are the five I want to's in social media? Then I want you to go and, and you can pause this if you want. If not, you can go back after this. You can write this down, whatever. I want you to go to your social media accounts and look at it and say, does my social media position me that way? So if you want to meet clients and you're just, you're not doing, everything you say is either pop culture or it is directed towards something very highbrow. For example, you read a case and the case is Smith v. Um, Jones. Smith v. Jones talks about, if you're a criminal lawyer, uh, illegal search and seizure. And you say, you have a tweet that says, what Smith v. Jones teaches us about the changing landscape in uh, searches. That does not connect with potential prospects because your criminal uh, defendants aren't, they don't care about what a case does. They don't care about Smith v. Jones. They don't care about changing landscapes in search, search and seizure. They care about what I need to know if I get stopped by the cops or what I need to know if someone knocks on my door. What do I do if, uh, if the sheriff comes with a warrant, what do I do? So that, that the way you phrase it, you can have the same exact story, the same exact link and everything, but what you say on social media will change who it impacts. Now we know as lawyers, when I practice law, a large law firm, it was all about, okay, if I say it this way, it's going to have that emotional impact. If I say it that way, then maybe opposing counsel will react to it this way. So it's all about using the words to to hit the other person in a way that causes them to react in a way that benefits your client as a lawyer. And as a marketer, it's a similar sort of mindset where what I say and how I say it impacts the people who read it in a way that you want them to look at you as being helpful. Okay. So wow, for clients, even for, even for influencers and gatekeepers, wow, Nick's Twitter feed is really helpful. I can go to Nick's Twitter feed or Nick's LinkedIn profile and just get great marketing tips that I can apply today to my practice and have a have a better practice tomorrow, have a more efficient practice tomorrow, all that stuff. So when that person starts growing and they start having money coming in and they start spending less time and getting more results on social media and they want to really put the pedal down, really hit the gas, who are they going to call to help them? Who are they going to call to be their so, uh, their outside social media company? Who are they going to call for coaching? Who are, whose course are they going to buy? They're going to buy the person who helped them all along, or way, along the way, who built that relationship with them. So if someone... Uh, if, if you have your, your information out there, that's all about what to do if you're pulled over, what to do if the cops, uh, are, are mistreating you, what to do if whatever that is important to your prospects, your influencers, your gatekeepers and the people they serve and they influence. If you are the helpful one, you're going to be top of mind. They're going to follow you. You're going to get permission to be in their social media feed because they follow you. And we'll talk about this later. You're going to start building a relationship with them. 
So number one, understand your purpose, your big purpose, who you want to connect with in those three categories, what's important to them and how you can help them in a hundred or in 280 characters or less on Twitter and in obviously the character limits and the other places. But how can you help them with little bite-sized pieces of information so that way when they read it, they say, wow, that's helpful. They don't say, wow, that guy's really smart or that lady really knows what she's talking about. It's wow, that person's helpful. Follow. Wow, that person's helpful. Let me click to expand this. That's the lay of the land. So number two, you need to choose the right social media sites to be on. There's nothing worse, and I hate that phrase, nothing worse, but there's little, there are a few things worse than having a social media account that you never use. So if someone is for, especially for smaller firm things, but really everybody, when, when every lawyer, when someone gets a referral or when someone Googles, uh, tax lawyer, Austin, they will come up with a list. So there are two steps to people finding you. One is learning you exist. And then two is discovering or learning whether you're the person that they actually want to contact. Obviously there's, there's other steps beyond it by contacting and this and that, but the research that people do it involves two steps. One, who should I get in touch with? And two, thanks for the referral, Google or, or my cousin or my CPA. Now let me go look them up and see if they, if I actually want to call them or if I want to ask for another referral by doing another Google search or by asking my aunt Sally. So those are two things that people do every time they find you, whether that you're at a large firm and they ask their accountant for a reference to a bet the company litigator or they, they, um, they are a criminal defendant or a family law, someone getting in the middle of a divorce. They look for the lawyers and then they look up the lawyers. So those are the two things that, um, that I want you to remember when you're talking about what I'm going to do or where I'm going to be on social media. So what sites do your clients care about? Twitter is so underrated. Twitter is a great place to meet influencers and gatekeepers. It's a place where lots of reporters hang out, lots of journalists hang out, lots of clients hang out. It's not, it's, it's so confusing to so many people, but it is a great place to network. Twitter has become sort of the blogging of the, of the 20 or 20 teens, give or take back five, 10 years ago. Going to someone's blog and commenting and sharing a post was a really great way to connect with them because they didn't have a lot of engagement there. And not a lot of people did that. So when you commented, you'd get to connect with those people that notice you. That's still true. In fact, that's even more true with blogging. That's a whole other episode, blogging for lawyers uh, in the course that we got up. So blogging works both ways as the blogger and as the, as the consumer. So how you can use blogs to increase your practice. So Twitter, what you do with Twitter, it's a great way to be invited into someone's world and give them a ping. You've never been able to ping a reporter. You could email them, you could write them a letter and stuff like that, but you've never been able to ping in their pocket um, a little bit with email, but it's buried with a lot of stuff. And with social media, not a ton of people do it. Not a lot of reporters. There are people who have 30 or 40,000 people follow them and, and those people may get a lot of um, may get a lot of pings, but there are a lot of freelance writers, journalists, and CPAs. I keep saying CPAs just because it's a, it's an off the tongue thing, but other gatekeepers who have 200 followers, who have 2000 followers, who don't get a lot of pings and they love engagement just as much as you do. How do you feel when someone comments on your social media posts or like, you feel like it wasn't a waste of your time, right? You feel excited. You feel it's the same thing for them. So you find the right people, you build real relationships with them. So Twitter, 
is a must and you can make it super easy. You can go find out everything you need to do on the site, but I'm going to have another episode on how to make Twitter super easy. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. This so Facebook, every lawyer, I believe, even if you're at a law firm needs to have a Facebook professional page. Again, we're going to make this super easy to update. We can use some software and we're going to use some efficiency training to make it super easy to convert people over to your network um, and to build a professional profile because it's SEO friendly. So if someone searches your name, remember, we're talking about this two-step process. Who are they and should I call them or who should I call or who who is a lawyer in this area? And let me look up the lawyers that came up either on a Google search or through referrals. Facebook has a lot of Google juice. So if you have your own page and someone Googles your name, it's a way to get a uh, friendly site that you control up to the front presented of the of the search results presented in a way that if you're involved in a firm it leads everyone to the firm you can have the firm logo uh you have your picture the firm background and information i'm a practicing lawyer at this firm this is the type of practice blah 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 so it is super friendly for every lawyer in your firm to have their own facebook page because it's it's a way for you to control what goes towards the top of the search results so facebook very important twitter very important linkedin Complete your profile. LinkedIn is one of the best places for all lawyers to position themselves. And what a lot of people make a mistake with LinkedIn is they treat it like an online resume. It is not an online resume. It is technically an online resume. It's a place where you say where you worked and you, know, you get a bunch of bullet lists to uh, list some of the stuff you do. Most people do nothing with LinkedIn. We'll have a whole episode on LinkedIn. It's part of the course, really in depth, how to do things on LinkedIn, how to set it up, but purpose driven LinkedIn. That means, and again, this is something you could totally do with software where you put something in one place and it sends it everywhere. Uh, face Twitter type updates on LinkedIn and Facebook type updates on LinkedIn. It's a great place to be because there aren't a lot of people who are sharing content on LinkedIn. So you can be one of few as opposed to a Twitter. The, the LinkedIn feed doesn't move as fast. And the LinkedIn formula, when someone likes it, someone likes your post, it, it shows their followers and their connections that they liked it. So you're getting a free endorsement, essentially, of your content for that. So we'll talk about some some tactics on LinkedIn. And then finally, Instagram. Now, I mentioned Instagram because I said you need to know where you want to be uh, for your practice of law. And I, then I mentioned three that are basically for everyone, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Sounds confusing. Sounds like a lot of work, but you just got to trust me. You can make it all happen in just minutes a week. But I want to just, this is the second step is where should I be? The right social media sites. LinkedIn's a great place to connect with influencers and gatekeepers and also professional clients. Twitter, influencers and gatekeepers for the most part. It's a great networking place. Facebook, clients. Mostly people will Google. These are the people who Google to confirm your name. They'll end up at your Facebook page. So Facebook to, especially if you're a consumer, uh, like a, um, a lawyer who deals with individuals or serves individuals, Facebook's important. Twitter and LinkedIn are more for the networking side and Instagram is similar to Facebook and that it's more customer focused, but it's also a, um, it's also pretty good for networking too. So with Instagram, you it, take it or leave it. You don't need to have it. But if you're ideal clients, if you're doing media work, if you're doing uh, music, entertainment, stuff like that, you want to get to the, to the sites like an Instagram that is very uh, connected in that world. And then finally, Pinterest. I don't talk a lot about Pinterest in a lot of places because it's very niche. But again, remember the, men the mentality, the thought process. If you're where your clients are, you want to be. The whole point of marketing is to get between the clients 
the influencers and the gatekeepers and their choices in a legitimate way, in an honest way, in a way that encourage them to hire you if they're a client, to quote you or to share you if you are a, if they're an influencer, like a podcaster or something like that, or to refer to you and collaborate with you if they're a gatekeeper. So where are these people hanging out? And then how can you get there in a way that's natural for the site, a little disruptive? If you go to my Twitter feed and you go to my LinkedIn and my Facebook page and stuff like that, you will notice helpful posts. It is crazy how consistent, focused, outward focused, not focused on me, but focused on serving you posts are disruptive. They appear there naturally and Instagram, their images and Facebook, their, their sometimes images and, and text and LinkedIn and, and Twitter. They're mostly text with some images mixed in, but they're just designed to be helpful. They're sharing information like I do here, but it's disruptive, not to their brain process. You want to meet people how they expect to be met in from a conceptual perspective. People don't go to Facebook to, um, well, I guess now they do for to share political things, but most of the time people don't go to Facebook to buy stuff. So don't sell them on Facebook. Just, just share good information with them. Twitter, there's some call to action stuff that you can do on Twitter because people are used to it being more commercial, more sharing things that people click on, click on to go outside of Twitter, sharing links to articles, sharing podcast episodes and things like that. And LinkedIn, it's a great conversation starter. So go there and have conversations with people. So meet them in a way that's expected for the, for the, the, uh, for the platform, but then serve them well by adding value. It's not about look at, and you absolutely let people know when you've gotten an honor or you're speaking somewhere, but if it's only about the honors and the speaking and look what I did, you're going to be ignored. You're just going to sound like someone screaming at them and they're going to move on, unfollow, or just lose interest. But if you're someone there who's helpful, 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 helpful. By the way, I'm speaking here. Helpful, 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 helpful. Did you know I have a course? Helpful, helpful, helpful. They're going to think you're the helpful person. And in fact, they may, you may have served them well that even so well that even if they don't have the budget to hire you, they will, when you, you give that call to action, Hey, get on my newsletter, which would be free. Maybe they would. But if it's, Hey, I'm, um, I got this new flat fee service and it's too much for them. They will forward it to their friends and say something like, Hey, Sally's offered me so much help. Check her out. So you earn their trust. You earn relationships. That's number two. Number three, efficient and effective content. In the social media course, I have a rapid, rapid content creation toolkit there, full toolkit walking you through with video explanations, exactly how to plan your social media posts, how to know how many uh, characters they are, they are. So you can stop typing when it gets to 280 characters for Twitter or, and you can just plan it and then what to do with it from there, how to get super quick, good looking images for interspersing image quotes, image information in your accounts. So you have a nice rhythm and a nice blend of information and then how to use those images in a way that still allows you to get that social media SEO. So if someone searches for estate planning law or someone wants to search for estate tax or something like that on Twitter and you just have an image, you got to keep that text in there. And I show you exactly how to do it in a nice and simple way, including some really soft, some free software to help you do it when you get started and some paid software to really make it efficient, really get your, um, really get your time down. It's not my software, but a, a partner of ours, uh, or a company that I've, that I've partnered with that I use, who I love uh, to share my social things. Now, the one thing that I want to suggest is automation. 
A lot of people think that when I say you get your social media down to 20 minutes, you automate things. That is only partially true. Now, this is important. Again, everything that I'm going to teach you is purpose-driven. It is all about consistency and purpose uh, and purposely focused, okay? So I'm on social media to build relationships with you. I am here. I am speaking so I can get to know you and you can get to know me so we can collaborate together, not just to serve you, not just to sell you, but really build relationships with you because I love this stuff. And there's so much pain in the legal community about social media and about marketing and about all this stuff. And I just signed a deal or recently signed a deal to write a, a social media, a new way, my way of social media and are not just social media marketing of attorney marketing. And it's all this type of stuff in a nice package to go start with your purpose, start with, with where you want to go and then help you get there. Talks about, talk about social media, what not to worry about on social media, what to worry and include all this stuff about marketing funnels and books and courses and all the stuff you could do as a lawyer to connect with the right people. But anyhow, so back to efficient, effective content. It's not just about automation. I don't automate all those when the, if you comment or you uh or you or you post something and I like it I don't com- I don't automate likes I don't automate the conversations I don't automate the responses the replies the comments to post I believe that's why social media is there social media is not there for me to t- to just say things those are the posts Social media is there for me to have conversations with people just like you. So when you like something of mine or you reply, when you like something of mine, there's not much that I do. Sometimes I will say, hey, thanks for the like. But I I see the thanks for the like as a little bit of a, a humble brag just to try and get a post and get your name to appear on my, um, my feed. When people do that, thanks for the like. I think that's more me focused than you focused. But when you comment or when you retweet or when you share, I will then come in there and say, Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Or if you ask me a question, I'll answer it. And those are the things that I do not want to automate the, the relationship stuff. But what I do is I create all my social media posts outside of social media. If I think of something that I, that is both timeless, which means it doesn't expire. If it's something like, Hey, I'm speaking Friday, come check me out. Then I won't do it this way. But if it's something that says, did you know you can cut your social media down to 20 minutes a week? If you just create your content outside of social media and bring it in through software, that's something that I will schedule because that's relevant every single time. And I will schedule it to go out at least or not at least about once a month. So what I do is I have a database of a thousand, give or take, things, 500,000, I don't know, but I I keep adding to them, things that are helpful to the people I want to help and the people I want to meet. And again, for me, it's different that I'm not practicing law anymore, but after 13 years, you guys can have the law. I'll take the marketing. So, um, the, the people I want to meet are you, the lawyers, so, uh, marketing executives, business development people at law firms, journalists, writers, podcasters who serve lawyers and gatekeepers, people who have uh, groups of lawyers, people who uh, run speaking engagements, people or, or places where lawyers come and speak or lawyers come to listen or marketing people come to listen. I have another company that is a ghostwriting agency. It's called Authority Ghostwriting. If you go to authorityghostwriting.com, we serve more small businesses with that team. That team writes books, blogs, content, um, article content, manages social media accounts. So I have a, I have a, a 
couple folks with me at Attorney Marketing Institute who focus just on the lawyers. And then I lead another group who focus on the business people. And we do the same stuff. We write the books to position you as authority. That's a whole other episode. I love this. I love that we're on episode four and I'm already like, I'm sweating here talking to you that I'm so excited about this stuff. So, okay. So efficient and effective content. Never post straight to social media if it's something that you that that you can say over and over again and have it be relevant um, and that you can you can schedule in multiple places. So you can do, I say never, you can do it as long as you can remember to go back and pull it off of your social media to put it back in a database. I want you to build a library of content. So library of content, and you can even go in for, for with free software like Hootsuite. Uh, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E or buffer. And you can just schedule it out one time and just, it'll, it'll, you still have it in your Excel sheet or whatever, and you can schedule it out again. I, so for me, if I have 500 or 600, I'll do the uh, 600 will make the math easier. 600 posts. I want all the helpful stuff to hit people because only 5% or 10% of the people will see anything any of us write on social media moves way too fast. So I will have, if I have 600 updates that are helpful to you, I will, I have them in a list and I schedule them to go out about once a month. So I will post about 10 times a day. And now that I have so many updates, you might not see it for two months or something like that. And 10 times a day seems like a lot, but when I follow a lot of people, a lot of people follow me, really, I might show up in your newsfeed once or twice a day, because by the time you, you have to be staring at your phone, you have to be staring at your computer at the right time to see anything from any two tweets in a row. The lifestyle, the lifetime of a tweet is 20 something minutes. So if I tweet once and you're still looking at your feed 20 minutes or 30 minutes later, you might see a second tweet. And I don't tweet every 20 or 30 minutes. It's every couple hours or hour or whatever. And it's, and I have it nice and scheduled out. So that way, when you go to your Twitter feed or you go to LinkedIn, you're probably going to see one thing from me and you may see it a month again, a month from now or two months from now. But it's not annoying to people because it's a good reminder and it's relevant and it's still helpful. And if not, it's good reinforce. It's a re- reminder or it is something that you just forgot about because it's been two months. So that's efficient and effective content. Now we go real deep, including screen shares and sharing a lot of the, the software that I use. And in the course, you can download my rapid social media content planner. Uh, which is an Excel sheet that counts all the characters for you. It has hashtags if you want. That's a little bit of a 201. So it's a little bit beyond this episode. We'll get to that, but that, that, uh, planner there can help you do what I do and create your library. So that's step three. Step four, building real relationships. Okay. This is really, really there. The course goes in real depth, how to connect with influencers, how to connect with gatekeepers, and then four steps to building real relationships with clients and really anybody there. So number module four in the course and number four that we're talking about today, how to build real relationships. A lot of it is what we talked about, but don't just be there to shout from a megaphone, be there to speak like a telephone, be there and have conversations with people. People are sharing updates and they're asking questions and they want engagement, engage with them, set boundaries around it. So you're not going, you're not there all the time. Maybe you only do social media during your lunch hour or something like that. Put those boundaries around it. Have the people who you really want to build relationships with and just make note to uh, pay closer attention to those accounts, build those relationships, serve them well, add value to them, 
Don't ask for things in return. Add value, add value, add value. Just be there to be a good friend. How would you build a friendship anywhere? There's no difference with social media. Yes, it might be someone on the other side of the world who you never may meet or you never, never may refer you to anyone. And I'm not suggesting spending hours and hours and hours of week on social media that's purpose driven to build relationships to grow your business, uh, with people who you have no connection with at all. But what I am suggesting is find the right people who you want to connect with and then be a friend. Be a friend on social media. There are people on the other side of the keyboards. Those people want the same thing that you want. They want to meet the right people. They want people to interact with them online. They want to build real relationships and they want to build professional relationships and build professions and careers that support their family. They're there because they want to make their world better, just like you want to make your world better. And the, and the best way to make your world better is to make a whole bunch of other people's worlds better. So there's a, there's a guy named Zig Ziglar who passed away a few years ago. And he always says the best way to make a friend is to be a friend. So do unto others on social what you would want them to do for you. You want likes? Like th- stuff. You want comments? Comment. So go out there and build those real relationships. And then there are, there are some, some 201, some social media marketing 201 tactics to connect with influencers. How do you get influencers attention and things like that? I'm going to have a separate episode on that because we're getting really long on this episode. Uh, there's a lot of depth in the course. You could try the free trial to get some of the uh, information there. It doesn't go too much into de- into the tactics on the free trial, but you'll get some in there. And then, so those are, that's how you build the real relationships. And then finally, number five, getting people to connect with you off of social media. That's module five in the course. And what I want to tell you, so number five ways to improve your social media for you is to make your social media accounts optimized to get people off of social media. We talked about how Tweets move fast. LinkedIn updates move fast. Facebook has their algorithm that is just wacky. So you're not going to get tons of free um, exposure on Facebook. But remember, Facebook as a strategic point is to get people to find you in a favorable way that positions you and the content you want them to see when they search for your name after they get the referral so you can get towards the front of the SERPS, search engine result pages, SERPS. That's your SEO. So Facebook is a way for you to have free prime real estate. And you can even collect reviews on your Facebook page. Even if you're a lawyer at a firm, reviews are so great. And you could get some nice reviews. You could, there's software you can use to make this nice and easy. But remember the purpose of everything that we're doing here on social media. And then once you get social media, once you get this big, uh, crazy world that you can't see or touch down to purpose-driven, optimized, and um, efficiently managed accounts, then you're done. You just follow the steps. You create the bulk content. You schedule it out. You update your pictures when you get old. I don't want your high school senior portrait on your Twitter profile anymore. I want people when they meet you to see you. I want your, um, so once you have this stuff, you update, but, and then you add content. But this is a way for you to really take social media, take the monster that's social media and bring it back down to something that's manageable so you can just manage the conversations and the relationship building and then just update things as you go. So 
number, the number five thing that every lawyer needs to do with social media is to optimize their content and accounts to get people off of social media. Now, this gets confusing for some people because sometimes people see that as me tell or hear that as me telling them to ask, to make those asks, those calls to action. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. Hire me. Hire me. Hire me. That's not what I'm talking about. It's to, again, Everything is consistent. What do we do with social media? We give value. So how do we give value on social media in a way that gets people off of social media to interact with us in person? Either give us their email address and, and to get on our, our newsletter list, our contact list, give us a call, uh, or something like that. So for example, if you are a, uh, if you are a, um, a general business lawyer and you want to help small businesses set themselves up, set up their LLCs and things like that. Then you have a guide, 10 things to know before you do, before you set up an, before you pick a corporation or before you set up an LLC or how to know if an LLC is right for you. Click here. They click there. You have a landing page. You can have software that they enter their email address and it automatically gives them a checklist, a nice little guide to walk them through the questions that you would ask people to pre-qualify them to come when they come to your office. Now, the beauty of this is twofold. Number one, you're giving them value. You're helping them make a decision. If they don't hire you, it's because they would never have hired you. So nobody who's going to hire a lawyer is going to say, oh, you know what? I got a checklist. I'm not going to hire a lawyer. No, people hire a lawyer because they want that security of someone who knows what they're doing to do stuff for them. So they're going to hire people who are the most helpful, the most likable, the most respectful, the most authoritative and professional. So how do they find that out? From a consumer perspective, they look at reviews, they look at professionalism, they look at helpful, they look at friendly, all that stuff. From a corporate perspective, no one's going to Google uh, no Fortune 500 CEO is going to Google bet the company litigator, right? So that's not how they they find it. They find it through their trusted advisors. And then many times they will look online to see what you published, see where you are, see your your profiles, your LinkedIn profiles, see if you have any common can other common connections with them. So all of this is towards get in the heads of the people you want to meet and then give them incredible value. So how do you get people off of social media? What are the things you want to pre-qualify them for? Now, the second thing that this does for you, we talked about being helpful and confirming getting in the way of their purchase process and in a, in a nice way of their, of their hiring process. So that way you're the person they hire. But the second thing is if, and when they hire you, if, and when they get you their email address, they might not be ready to hire for, hire you. If it's a small business, they might be working a full-time job and then they just get distracted or they have kids and they just lose their focus for a while. And six months later, they say, you know what? I'm ready to start that business. You have given them that checklist. They're going to remember that. You're going to have sent them some newsletters and you're going to stay top of mind. So they don't even do the Google search anymore. They just go back to that list and give you a call. But the second thing that it does is when they come to you, six months from now or six days from now or six minutes from now, if you've given them value in a way that prepares them better for when they hire a lawyer, they're going to come to you and you're going to have to do less work, especially for the flat fee stuff. They're going to come to you prepared. They're going to come to you with all the required paperwork because number three is going to be get this, get these five things. And before you, um, before you file an estate, you need these five documents, get all your bank records, get your latest credit report, all that stuff. They're going to have pulled all that stuff and they're going to come to you way more prepared. So if you charge a flat fee for that, for those services and you spend two hours for every single client who comes in, to say, oh, you forgot your bank records or, oh, you forgot this. Every client who hires you, you can say, I'm going to send you a checklist just like you normally would, but now you give the checklist away. And before they even get in touch with you, they're even more prepared. And when they get into your office, they're prepared. So you spend less time for the same amount of money 
So that means you make more time, you make more money, or you get more time off. How cool is that? You do make more money for your time, or you get more time off to spend with your family. Imagine that. So how do you get people to connect with you off of of social media? You give them value. You give them something that's useful to them and only to them. A lot of th- times people will have this, uh, people will give away things in the online marketing world, especially to try and get a lot of people on their email list because they want that. They want to build the relationships with people. So they do sign up for my email list and get a free iPad. Every single person in the world would want a free iPad or even law firms. They'll do it. Get, get a free iPad. You come to our booth and sign up for a free iPad. Everyone's going to sign up for a free iPad. Give something away that's useful and that tells you that this is a person who may do business with me. So give stuff away if you want to give stuff away. And what I'm suggesting is you do. You give little short checklists and guides or videos or courses or like uh, with my social media course, look, everything's out in the open, right? I feed my kids when people give me money to, to help them with their marketing. So what do I do? I'm giving a free, first of all, this podcast is free, right? My social media content's free, right? So much of what I do, 80% of what I do is free on a group level, on a large scale level, but then when people want their custom plans and they want uh, someone to review their social accounts and, and help them optimize their social accounts, all that stuff is stuff they pay me for. So what do I do? I give stuff away for free. And even in my course, my course is a premium course. It goes in depth on all of these things. So we're 40, 45 minutes going on right now. And and I, this goes in even more depth and it walks you through very organized. So I have the free trial. And then when you get the free trial and you say, wow, this guy, I talk a lot slower. Don't worry on the course. I'm very intentional to talk a lot slower. So that way you're not just pausing everything all the time because it's really instructional and it walks you through everything. So you'll see the introduction. You'll see the announcement of the bonus that's in there for people people who, who um, buy the course. It's a free trial. And then you get to decide, you know what? Yes, I want to pay for the rest of it. Or I want to just, I'm just going to email Nick and see if I can hire him to do it. So all of this stuff that I do is stuff that works. And it's stuff that uh, I want lawyers. I want to help lawyers understand works. So you get people on your contact list because especially in something like a criminal law or a litigation uh, firm, generally people are reactive. People will hire someone or they'll only look for someone when they need something. But if you give things that are helpful to to people, you give things away that will tell you that these are the people who are thinking about the stuff that you do or who are likely to hire you. A ch- I guarantee you, you'll get more results from a checklist of what to do if the police pull you over as a criminal lawyer than as an I- if you give away an iPad. You'll probably have thousands of people sign up if you give away an iPad. And Many of them, if not most, if not all but a few, will be completely irrelevant to what you're looking to do. They might not even be anywhere near you. You might not even be able to practice. But what to do if you get pulled over in Monroe County? That, I guarantee you, will have almost everybody who signs up. It might be far, far less people who sign up. But everyone who signs up will be in Monroe County, care about Monroe County, and care about what to do if someone gets pulled over. And and when someone does that, when someone's thinking that way, it's someone who's thinking lawyer. It's not someone who's going to just represent themselves. They may get some information here. And then on that list, you serve them and say, you call your lawyer, say this, and then call your lawyer. If you need someone, if you just need someone on an emergency basis, boom, call this number. It's me. So all of this stuff, get people off of social media by adding value in a way that will connect with the people you want to meet and encourage them to exchange their contact information for even more specific, helpful stuff. So that's it for this episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. I am psyched. I love this stuff and I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're listening to the social media episode, social media 101, social media for lawyers, social media for law firms. If you 
have any questions that you would like to be considered for an episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast, even if it's on social media, I can do, I love to do Q and A's. So if you send me some questions, I will consider it for another episode. I might even do, if we get enough of them, a Q and A episode. Uh, and if we, and if it grows to be more than just a, uh, just a few, maybe we'll turn this into half teaching and half Q and A. I am super open because I'm looking to help you grow your law practice in less time. Remember everything you do in your marketing. I want you to think about what time and money you need to put in and then what that benefits you. Imagine how much better a life and more money you can make if you could shave two hours a week off of your practice or if you could get incredible results in just one hour a week. A lot of people don't market because they think it takes too much time. But if you just did the one hour a week and you're meeting the right gatekeepers, you're connecting with the right influencers, and it's just a matter of time before you have these one or two or three or 10 relationships that can make your life so much easier two years from now. And it's an investment into your future. The time and the money that you invest in just a little bit of marketing. Don't let the fear of a lot of money or marketing get in the way of spending a little bit of time and money right now, planting the seeds so you can have an incredible practice that serves you and your family instead of the other way around. We'll see you next time.